Welcome to Your Brain's BFF. I'm Pooja Venkatraman, a double Harvard grad, ex-management consultant, and former stressed-out overachiever. I use clear, simple frameworks rooted in psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, and mindfulness to teach you how to solve any problem, anytime. Let's go. Stop worrying about changing your thoughts. So we've talked about why your thoughts feel so true, even though they aren't, and how your thoughts create your entire reality. Once people become aware of their thinking and realize that their thinking is creating their entire experience, they often get into a big rush. All right, I get it. I'm creating all my own misery. Give me some new thoughts to think. They can even start judging themselves for the thoughts that they have today. Ugh, why am I thinking that same old stupid thought again? Why can't I stop punching myself in the face? You've become aware of your own thinking and how it creates your whole reality. You've realized that you don't have to accept the automatic thoughts your brain keeps sending up and that you always have a choice. But if you use this knowledge to beat yourself up, then all this has done is introduce a new way for you to feel bad about yourself. Here is the most important part of this entire process. More important than finding old thoughts or brainstorming new ones or doing the work to believe something new. What is your relationship with the version of you that's 100% stuck in the old thinking. What's the relationship between aware you and old thinking you? Here's what most people think their options are with old thinking you. Either you agree with her or you replace her. And when they don't want to agree with her anymore, but they can't seem to replace her, they add on a few more options. They try to shut her out and resist her. They try to distract themselves and avoid her. Or they judge, berate, and talk down to her. Guys, as always, you have more options. Let me tell you two of my favorites. You can learn more about her, and you can let her hang out as long as she wants. As an example, I have a weird thing where getting positive feedback makes me anxious. Negative feedback makes me anxious too, of course, as does a lack of feedback. I have many opportunities to feel like something is going wrong. Recently, a few different people have said really lovely things to me, and it has made me incredibly uneasy. Something is about to go wrong, my brain tells me. Stay vigilant. The other shoe is going to drop. After a day or two, I realized, oh shit, something is about to go wrong is not a fact. That's a thought. And once I realized that, I could trace out its effect on me. What are the facts? Circumstance. People said words to me. What do I think about those facts? Thought. Something is about to go wrong. When I think that, how do I feel? 
the feeling is anxious. What do I do and not do when I'm feeling that way? I question everything I'm doing. I imagine different scenarios in which things go wrong. And I do more work to prevent those scenarios from happening. And what is the effect of my actions on me? The result is, I find lots of things that could go wrong. I reinforce my theory. Of course, as always, what I believe, I am merely observing. I am actually creating. What I think is a real possibility that exists outside of me is actually just a fear that I made up in my head and that I am making real in my life. As soon as I trace it out, there are now two people in the room. There's aware me who sees this model for exactly what it is, just one way to look at a totally neutral situation. And there's old thinking me who believes this thinking 100%, feels this feeling 100%, and thinks every single action is life or death necessary. So how am I gonna interact? with old thinking me. Let's play it out. I could agree with her and tell her, you're right, something is definitely gonna go wrong. And she would say, see, what did I tell you? Now let's play out even more worst case scenarios. I could try to replace her and say, everything is going well though. Let's be happy, everything's fine. And she would say, yeah, no, disagree. Let's keep being anxious. Being happy is dangerous. I could try to resist her and say, stop this, stop this line of thinking right now. And she would respond, definitely not. This is really important. We should think about this even more. I could try to avoid her and say, if I watch enough TV, eat enough food, do enough work, or insert other distraction of choice, then I won't have to hear you. And she would simmer under the surface and wait to jump out again as soon as I stop. Or I could talk down to her and say, listen, you idiot, you're being totally irrational and you're ruining my life. Can you just sit down for two seconds and stop making me miserable? To which old thinking me would say, no, I told you, this is really, really important. And if you're not gonna listen to me, I'm just going to get louder. Your automatic brain is like a small child who is completely convinced that they have something very important to tell you. But their communication style is not so much like the Declaration of Independence and a lot more like a paper plate with a smiley face drawn on it. So you can try to shut her down or get mad at her or avoid her. But old thinking you is convinced that her message is critical to your safety. So she's just gonna keep mashing the buttons until you listen. So let's approach this differently. I could try to learn more about her by asking her, hey, what's up? Why is it so important to get anxious when people say something nice? And she would say, well, because we love getting better. And I would ask her, wait, hang on. So getting positive feedback equals stop getting better? And old thinking me might say, oh, well, actually, I had assumed so, but maybe not. 
I guess we can also look at what's working and build on that and keep testing the assumptions around what works. What works for some people might not work for other people. And so we can still stay flexible. And so I might ask her, that's interesting. Is that what's important then, staying flexible? An old thinking me might say, yes, totally. I just don't want us to get stuck in some rigid, early level thing that worked once or twice. I want to keep evolving to the next level and getting better and better. And I might tell her, well, I think we have lots of room to do that, even when we get good feedback. We don't ever have to stop trying to get better. We can do that anytime you want. To which old thinking me might say, great, that makes me feel more comfortable. But wait, I also have another point. And I might tell her, okay, go ahead. And old thinking me might say, it's a little weird how happy you get when someone says something nice to you. I wonder if that could be like a false flag for you at some point. Like, are you being nice enough to yourself? Why does someone's feedback affect you so much? Maybe you need to anchor to your own standards a little more because there's probably going to be times when someone says something you've done is really shitty, but you think it's good and you should stick with it. To which I might say, that is actually a great point. I didn't realize that and I'm really glad you surfaced it. And old thinking me might say, okay, thanks. I mean, I'm still scared. I'm still scared of failing. I'm scared of getting up on a big stage and having thousands of people looking at me. And I'm just scared of looking really, really stupid. And at this point, I can let her just hang out. I can tell her, hey, I get it. It's normal to be scared. You can sit right there and be scared as long as you want. Because I mean, it was uncomfortable when I didn't even know why we were scared. But now that you told me, I get it. That's pretty normal. You're all good. By the way, this whole dialogue did not just pop right out of my brain. It probably took over an hour of writing, staring, thinking, walking around, and feeling generally stuck before I figured out what my automatic brain was trying to tell me. I've just condensed it and cleaned it up for you. All of which is to say, my friends, the point of all this looking at your thoughts stuff is not to think better thoughts or be happier or feel better or be more zen. There's only one purpose to all of this, and that is to learn to be your own best friend. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your Brain's BFF by me, Pooja Venkatraman. Check out the links in the episode description if you want to read this piece on my website, follow me on Instagram, subscribe to my email newsletter, or book a consult to work with me one-on-one.